This is Andy Purrell for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. I'm delighted to be joined by Peter Fury up here in Cheshire. Peter, first and foremost, how have you been keeping? Good, Andy. Good to have you here. I appreciate you letting me come up, Peter. It's been a while since I've been able to see you, obviously, COVID regulations. And then with the world and the way it is, it's been difficult, but it's a pleasure to catch up with you and obviously to come up to see a very impressive new gym that you've set up. Just, um, yeah, talk to me about kind of a reason to move here, Peter. Uh, well... It's a big area, it's a property that uh, we own, so he decided you need to build yourself a gym. So it works, uh, cuts all the traffic time down, no travelling and stuff, because uh, everybody lives here. So it's, uh, it's home as well, so it's, it's perfect for him really. It's, uh, and it's perfect for Savannah, they've got their own private facility. And you know, you can concentrate, it's in the countryside, it's in a beautiful part of the country. So they've got the best of everything, they've got hills for running, they've got, you know, everything we need here. So it's a good setup. Now there's quite a bit to get through with regards to both Huey and Savannah. Huey obviously waiting for official confirmation if for sure that he's due to box on will go ahead after Alexander Povetkin tested positive for COVID. Obviously wish Alexander um, all the best with his getting better through that. And then in Savannah's case, she obviously picked up that WBO title with a very, very impressive performance and win over Hannah Rankin this past weekend. Um, let's start off there though, Peter. Just talk to me about how impressive Savannah was in your eyes. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough of uh, Savannah and what she done, and uh, you know the occasion, the world title, and everything else. I was very pleased with it. You know, she done everything, everything that was asked of her, and uh, she done it with pretty much easy. You know, she was very, very controlled in there. And, you know, we was holding her back in the corner because obviously, um, you know, it was just the, the game plan was to just keep taking it easy and just keep stepping it up piece by piece, piece by piece, and. Uh, when I think it come to like the fourth round, I told Savannah to start upping the pace a bit and uh, start setting her feet down and putting the shots in better, you know. So that happened and it started to work and, uh, you know, it unfolded from there. What's been the most impressive thing in your eyes about Savannah since you began working together? What's been the thing that stood out? She's just come on, uh, you know, she's somebody, she's an astute learner, she listens. And she's a hard worker, you know. You don't get to be the champion of the world for being somebody that's, you know, struggled to train or, you know, we've never had a, we, me and Savannah's never had a wrong word. You know, she uh, trains very, very hard and she does everything that's asked of her. You know, look, you can look at the glory of it now, and, but I look at what, what she's had to do to get here. You know, uh, she's, she's from a family, she's by herself, rented accommodation, she's here all the time. And, uh, you know, it's just what she does to get, to get where she's got. It's more than deserved for Savannah. I can't say how happy I am for, uh, for Savannah to, uh, to achieve and fulfil her achievements. What was the experience like of the bubble last week, Peter? And how did Savannah cope with kind of that week? It's very different to what we've all been used to over, well, since, since boxing began. It was, but how did she kind of do throughout that week and cope with a, a very different type of situation and of course fight night without anybody in attendance she dealt with it perfectly you know the, the fight bubble was uh, done to a very high standard you know it was, uh, everything was properly in there but you are, you are in covid environments you, know, you can't move you just got to go from the, the bedrooms to one floor but we was all in the same boat there was a good uh, team spirit there that everybody was happy there's there was games rooms put on for people. Uh, they had the best of facilities, so 
And the good thing where we was as well, that's why I think Eddie's keeping it on, match room, is because you've got a landing outside and there is fresh air. So you can walk up and down, you know, you are getting fresh air, you're not stuck inside. So for that, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's as good as what can be expected, as good as well. It's the best there is in this condition. The world is Savannah's oyster now picking up that world title. I'm sure that she's obviously not necessarily thinking about things at the minute or it might be kind of crossing her mind, but what is next for her on the back of what is a statement performance against Hannah Rankin? What is next for her? Well, this fight was her coming out fight. Now the public can see exactly what she's about. So um, I told Savannah to take the Christmas off and just relax. She's had a hard, she's not really took that much time off. So I want Savannah to enjoy being a world champion. You know, she is a world champion. And I'm not a person that wants to rush. I don't rush anywhere. I, will go, I always go by the saying, fools rush in. And I don't class myself as a fool. So basically, uh, what's the rush? She is the middleweight world champion and she is the best female fighter in her weight division in the world. So basically, Savannah can move up and down in weights. She's that good. Because let's not forget, she's six foot one, yeah? And she can do super middle just as easy as she could do middle. And, you know, even a diet down to middle was no big deal for Savannah. You know, she had an orange and a, and a bottle of water before she weighed in. You know, she's on, been on weight now, weeks out. You know, so she doesn't... There's one thing I will say as well. I don't have my fighters sweating themselves silly, make weight. I don't make weight. You know, they train down, they diet properly over a period of eight weeks and they're, they're down properly. Kerry Case does a fantastic job as well with Savannah. He does all of her food anyway, he does all of that because I haven't got to worry about it. He does it. But Kerry Case is the same as me. We don't believe in draining people for weight or starving them to death where they're falling over on the scales. Savannah was eating four or five meals a day, even in, even in the hotel. So on weight, not a problem. And that's why you're seeing a pitch perfect performance because there's one thing what I find why I don't like making weight like that and we don't do it. Because if you're in, if you come in the trenches in later rounds against serious opposition, if you're having a 50-50 fight, you'll end up struggling. Peter, it's an interesting point you make about kind of Savannah's weight and how she's easily able to move either up or down if she wanted to. Why do you feel it is that maybe in women's boxing there is maybe a bit more flexibility? We certainly see a bit more with the elite level fighters in women's boxing where they can move up and down to secure whichever fight they want to, whereas in the male game it's, it seems to be a lot tougher for them to kind of do so. And if they do move up or down, there's the attributes they might gain, but also attributes they might lose. You just got to do the best. I can't speak for the fighters, you know. I can only speak for the fighters that my own fighters. And uh, you got to know your fighter. And um, you know, and Savannah, you know, she will rip through that division, just like she done last Saturday. So very excited for Savannah. She's um, and even more excited the fact that fight was only the the be that's the beginning for Savannah. And you know, my actual words to Savannah, I said, look. You're at the top of the mountain now, you're climbing off the ladder, and you're about to put your foot on the top. I said, now, once you're at the top of the ladder, now we'll, we'll see, and there's a lot more to come from Savannah, a lot more. Obviously, the one fight which you've been asked about plenty of times, Peter, I've asked you about it before myself, is the one with Clarissa Shields. Um, 
you said that you, you like to take your time and you, you like to kind of let things progress at their own rate. It would be a huge fight. We've obviously previously clashed as amateurs. Is it the fight you've got in your eye, eye line next or are you considering other options? How do you think the next bout will, will kind of go for Savannah's in terms of who she'll be in with? You know, they're not going anywhere, are they? You know, there's only Savannah and Clarissa Shields out there. You know, the others are not there. You know, as far as I can see, the real, the real test for both of them is each other. So they're on a collision course, you know. You know, next year, they'll be, they'll be fighting for sure. But, you know, early next year, you know. You know, I think uh, Clarissa Shields got a fight maybe or, you know, Savannah could have a fight maybe too. It doesn't matter. But next year they're going to be fighting anyway. So, like I said, we'll have a look at it. We'll have a look at the options and uh, see where we go. But 100% that fight will be happening because there's only the pair of them really in the division. On a personal note, Peter, um, what did you mean for yourself to obviously see Savannah pick up that world title? Well, it means everything, you know. We, we, we work hard, you know, and, uh, you know, to see, to see the, the skill set come off, all the things we work on, you know, over the years, you know, people who understand boxing, that's not a five-minute thing, you know. It, it takes years to develop that skill set, you know, to slip, you know, time the shots, relaxing, not pushing your shots out, finding your range steady. You know, I can't speak highly enough of Savannah on that performance. It was, uh, it was a mental and physical perfection there. You know, she did everything right, and she wasn't taking any shots either. I know it might look on the telly like uh, she got a few in, but they're not, it wasn't landing. You know, she's, she, can only, she can miss them by fraction Savannah. She's very, very good like that. So it's, uh, I, was, I was very impressed with it. It was very uh, calm as well, you know, it was very relaxed. She never got out of, uh, she never had to um, struggle in any way, you know. She just, uh, she went about it properly. Just, that's the thing. You can train as hard as you want, you know, and it's good to believe in yourself. And uh, Hannah Rankin brought it. This is by no means... You know, Anna Rankin had improved since she fought Clarissa Shields. She was a, she had, I could see the improvements. And um, she was very tough as well. The shot she was taking, I thought she was going to definitely go well before. But she withstood it and uh, she needs maximum credit for that because she took a lot of severe punches there. On to Huey Peter, obviously... As I mentioned earlier, Alexander Povetkin, Dillian White was due to take place as a headline fight on the show Huey was preparing for on November 21st. Unfortunately, as I say, Alexander Povetkin testing positive for COVID. What's your knowledge with regards to that show and whether or not it will still go ahead? I've got no knowledge at the moment. Uh, we're waiting to hear back. Uh, I know the contracts went out to Huey's opponent and uh, hopefully they'll get them back. And uh, we're just waiting to announce the fight as far as I'm concerned. We've not been told anything, so we can only assume the fight's going ahead. So, like I said, I believe the show is going ahead. So, that's it. So, we've, got, we've paid for sparring partners. They're all here, so everybody's ready to go. So, you um, will be ready on the 21st. What can you tell us about the opponent Huey will be facing on the 21st, provided, obviously, it does go ahead? I can't really tell you anything because, it's, uh, one, it's got to be signed. And secondly, you know, it's up to Matchroom to announce it. It's not, it's not for me to do that. Stylistically, though, anything you can kind of let us in on as to what you guys are preparing for? Um, yeah, he's a big guy and, uh, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a good fighter. He's a good test and he's, he's been around and uh, he's been a good test for every, more or less all the top fighters in the world. So he's, a well, he's well known. Um, with Huey now, like, 
what, what's kind of the, um, not the ambition, but kind of the expectation on Huey heading into this fight? What are you wanting to see from your son? I just want him to uh, relax, enjoy his night of boxing and uh, do what we know he can do. And uh, that's all he needs to do. And uh, he'll be fine. Huey's obviously had vast experiences at world level and I'm sure kind of not just in Huey's case with every boxer this past eight months has derailed any plans that you did have in place or you wanted to put in place. Moving into kind of 2021, are you thinking about how the year will play out for you guys? Is it hard to kind of get an idea as to what will happen? Uh, not really, you know, for me, let's get a fight date, get the fight, take the fight. And, you know, next year, get a fight date, take the fight, take the fight. You will fight more or less anybody, so it doesn't matter. So it's up to them to get him a fight. That's for world titles, this and that, you know. There's a lot going on at the moment in the heavyweight division. So, like I said, Yui's time will come on how he performs. So you can only beat what's in front of you and do it very well. And then, um, you know, the public will be uh, to see what Yui's like now which is a different animal in the ring to what he's ever been. So like I said, you know, people get a sight of him and uh, I believe he'll be right in, the, right in the mix anyway. So it's just a matter of time. But when, there's one thing for sure, when his time comes, he'll take it. Despite any negatives that you do kind of look back on the defeats and you take from, what are the positives that you take kind of through Huey's career and the way that he's progressed? What, what kind of pleases you the most about him? They're all good learning fights, aren't they? You know, he's grown up learning. You know, he's 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 had he's had he's learned the hard way because he's been tested early. So um, it's it's fine. Would I change anything going back? Absolutely not. Would I put him in the same way again? Yes, exactly. There's no mistakes. You know, we don't make mistakes. The mistakes are they're not mistakes. Is you know, for whatever reasons, he's just not been developed and he's not done enough in there. So. That's all part of learning. But you don't know, look, you don't know your weaknesses until you're tested. You know, get in there, let's see what you like. You know, look, we can all have padded records. Now, you know what padded records means. You can get a fighter to 40, you know. You know, I think Deontay Wilder had 30 fights and they come out the back, they come out the back street pubs. You know, he hadn't fought anybody in 30 fights. That's not to say he's no good. That means to say not tested. Yeah. So it's always good for a young heavyweight to be tested. That's if he's good enough to be tested. Yui was good enough to be in them type of fights because if he, if he wasn't, then he'd be overmatched. Then you put him in, he'd be getting hit, wouldn't he? You know, he'd be getting done in style, so to speak. But this is not the case with him. You know, it's just a case where he needed to turn the corner mentally and physically due to his age, being a heavyweight. That's the only thing. But now... We're on a level, play, level playing field. He's just turned 26, and he's a different specimen today. You know, he's trained down, he's 17 and a half stone or thereabouts. And uh, like I said, when he fought perfect, you know, he was 16 stone, still not developed. So uh, it's uh, very, very interesting. He's got a very big future ahead of him. Um, Peter, let's touch on kind of that Alexander Usyk Derek Chisora fight from the past weekend as well. I know Alexander, somebody you've always been very, um, you know, you've given a lot of plaudits to. You've been very keen to see how he progresses, and you've kind of admired him as a fighter. What did you make of his victory over Derek Chisora? I, th I thought it was good. I didn't see any, uh, I didn't see any holes in it. I think what he could have done, though, 
I think he could have stepped it up a bit. He didn't seem to throw. He didn't seem to throw enough right hands. I think he had Derek Ayrt a bit in the mid rounds. I can't think which round it was, and the bell went. I think if he'd have just kept on the gas, it could have been a different story. But he couldn't. So, you know, he's. Um, but the guy's been out a year, hasn't he? Uh, you know, but let's look at it for what it is. Derek Chisora would have given anybody fits that night. So can't look at it and say, oh, you know, it's Derek. No, it's not Derek. Derek's had the best of training camp, best of advice. David A knows he's boxing inside out. Yeah, they worked and they said what they was going to do. What it said on the tin, they delivered. So he gave a first-rate performance, Derek Chisora. needs to be very proud of it because although he's lost, he's won. Because he's had a, he's had a right result because... He's in with a formidable opponent there, a very, very good boxer. And, you know, to do what he did, it was good. It was a lot better footwork from him, a lot better uh, conditioning he had. And he's, he's punched variety. He's punching properly as well. Because Derek used to slap a lot in his earlier career. He used to hit with the inside of the glove. You know, he's putting serious shots together. And when you've got a big, strong unit like Derek, who's physically conditioned like that, he's dangerous for anybody. With Alexander Vo, um, there's still people kind of questioning whether or not his power will kind of carry through to heavyweight on the back of that Chisora performance and whether or not if somebody was to land clean uh, on Alexander, he could take it. What are your kind of thoughts on the back of kind of both of those comments? And also, do you feel that he could still mix it with the elite at heavyweight? I do, yeah. And if anybody gets it clean in heavyweight, they're gone. It doesn't apply to Usyk, does it? It applies to them all. So... Um... That's it, you're in the heavyweight division. We've seen a lot of shocks anyway. You can't really judge anyone fight by fight. You know, it's like saying, um, you know, getting back to Savannah, it's like saying, oh, she's done a job on um, Hannah Rankin. And, you know, you know, Shields had nowhere near the same type of fight. But yet, Savannah's going to murder Shields. You can't say that because that's not correct. You know, everybody's a different style completely and fights are different. So, like I said... He is in the heavyweight division, he belongs there, and he's definitely in the mix, Usyk. He's in the mix with all of them, because, like I said, so it's saying they can do this. Yeah, you can say size matters, it does matter to a degree, but you've got it the target. And, you know, he's not carrying power where it doesn't affect people, you know. He can, he can punch, don't worry about that. Um, Derek Chisora since you know, he's come out and he's, he said that he wants, he'd be happy for a rematch with Dillian White uh, once again have a trilogy bout would that be a thought you'd be interested in if Derek stepped in on November 21st to see White Chisora for a third time I'm not a promoter you know I've, I don't really know the score on that but I know I know for Dillian White they need a serious opponent that's going to sell because it's pay per view for what the public's going to be up for and very interested in it so it might tick the box I don't know so they need, uh, I think they're going to need somebody uh, that will tick the boxes on the pay-per-view side as well. So he needs to be in a serious fight. So like I said, I think if he can't get one, he's very close now. So uh, he might just wait till uh, January. We obviously know as well last week, something I forgot to bring up, Dave Allen was due to fight on the cards and unfortunately had a, a lot of issues going on with his opponent, Christopher Lovejoy, because of Don King's involvement. Um, when you was kind of there, Peter, can you kind of just talk me through what you knew about it and is there any kind of past experiences that you know of in the sport where you could compare it to what Dave was going through last week? I couldn't, you know, it was a complete piss take what happened there. You know, at the end of the day, Dave Allen's trained, he's been abroad helping Usyk, he's worked hard and all of a sudden you get that from 
from some fools because they come over here, cost people money to get them over here, in fight camps, not cheap, and all of a sudden, you know, they're in contract. What kind of bullshit is that? You know, and, you know, the guy hasn't fought anybody, you know, n nobody. I had a, we, we had a look at him, looked at his record, and I was shocked to see a 15 ranking. So obviously he hasn't got the 15 ranking. There's obviously somebody at the back of him, which is Don King. So Don King's got his ranking, paid for him and everything. Do you think Don King's going to just fatten the turkey up and let, it, let him come over and uh, let somebody else cook it and eat it when he's, grow when he's reared it? So you've got to look at it that way, which is right. So Don King's right. You know, the only people that's wrong is the opponent and his team for doing that in the first place. You know, so it was all bullshit to me. And it, it cost, um, it's cost Dave Allen, you know, a payday and getting out there. So I don't like that kind of carry-on because uh, that could happen to us. You know, it's the same, could happen to anybody. And that ain't, that, it's not a joke. And something should be done about that, really. Uh, moving forward on Sky and Peter, we're only, I think it's a week after Huey Foyd's. Uh, the Bois Joyce is on. Looking forward to that one, Peter? I am looking forward to that. They're two good fighters and uh, that's going to be uh, fireworks, you know. He's got some, uh, like I've always said about uh, Dubois, he's, he's got an excellent team. He's got Martin, it's Martin Bowers, isn't it? Peacock Jim, excellent trainer. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be good. But uh, Joe Joyce is very, very tough. He's a lot better than people think he is and uh, that's going to be a good fight. It's, a, it's just a pick and fight. It can go anyway. That's why it's so interesting, that fight. Uh, moving forward once again, um... Something I just want to get your thoughts on. We, we saw Deontay Wilder come out with a video um, earlier this week um, accusing Tyson Fury of uh, tampering with his gloves. And then he said Mark Breland uh, was disloyal to him when he pulled him out of the corner and then accused somebody of spiking his water. Peter, just kind of, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on the video. Uh, Wilder's entitled. Look, everybody's entitled to believe what they want to believe. I'm not involved in that in any way, shape, or form. I've got nothing to do with it. I don't even know any of their business. I'm nothing to do with any of that period, so I don't know. Yeah? The only thing I, I can say, you know, even if he believed it, you know, you just some things you don't come out and say unless categorically you can prove them with hard evidence. And I, I don't think there is any evidence there because, you know, but he believes it, you know. I'm not calling the man a liar. I'm not calling him a lunatic. He believes what he believes. But at the end of the day, it doesn't take you anywhere because it just, it'll just fall back on him because everybody thinks they're dealing with a nutcase. So what he needs to do is um, get his act together. And, you know, it's a loss. So what? He can come back from it and uh, prove his worth and, uh, you know, in the ring. You know, because, like I said, unless you've got cast iron proof of things, no point speaking. I was going to ask you, you know, you said Deontay can come back. Where does he go from here in your eyes? Who would you like to see him in the ring with next? He's a danger man. He's a big puncher and, uh, you know, that's, that, that's just what it is. You know, so uh, he's, he's dangerous for anybody, isn't he? He's a big unit and um, I'm sure he'll come back again. Uh, moving away from that one with Sky, just something I want to get you, catch up with you on. Um, I remember when we spoke when you was previously in, in the bubble and obviously, unfortunately, you tested positive for COVID. I hope you, actually, I haven't said so far, Pete, I hope you've obviously feel a lot better since then. Um, no, I, I have recovered, I'm fine. I have no problem with me at all and uh, I'm, very, I'm very well. And like I said, I think 80% of the people uh, survive it anyway. 
it's not a nice thing to get, but uh, it is affecting a lot of people, you know. So, what can you say? We're in it and we've got to deal with it. We obviously spoke just whilst you was um, waiting for your results to come back and we touched on one fight we haven't had a chance to catch up on, Lomachenko versus Tiafimo Lopez. I'm sure you'd, you'd have watched it, if not once, um, numerous times. What's your thoughts now? We saw what was a brilliant performance from Tiafimo Lopez. It was a brilliant performance, but you have got to look at, uh, you know, Lomo never threw that many shots. So, you know, you know when you see him in the hospital there, you know, with his shoulder... I spoke to his management team because I was over with Usyk and I was talking to him and uh, he did have the problem in, in, the, in the camp. You know, his, his dad didn't want the fight. He, that, so that's what, he, that's what he told me. So um, he did have a genuine problem, Lomachenko. But like I said, that doesn't take all that away. It doesn't matter now. He took the fight, you know. So he obviously took it believing he was going to win and it didn't happen for him. He, he did lose that fight, you know. It, was, um, it wasn't as wide... As, I, as, as they said, but I did give um, Lopez the first six or seven rounds straight. And then, obviously, Lomachenko started pulling it back. But, you know, he, he, he lost that fight. You know, uh, I wouldn't say ridiculously wide because it wasn't, but he, he just didn't do enough. Um, this past weekend, we saw Javante Davis during the night with a stunning uppercut in the sixth round to stop Leo Santa Cruz. Pizza, just again, just reflect on that for me. And would you be interested in seeing Javante Davis versus Tifimo Lopez? Yeah, you know, look, he's a serious fighter, that uh, that Davis. You know, he's, uh, he's tough as teak, isn't he? You know, he's literally, what he done there, you know, he, he brought him out. You know, he, he, this is the quality of, like, this world opposition today. And you see, you know, he's so tough, him, you know. He let, he let the other guy throw shots, you know, let him throw a right hand, let him throw another one, and even took it, you know, so as he could just set up his own, you know. It was class, wasn't it? You know, it was, uh, it was, as soon as he was hit, it was over. Would you be interested in seeing, as I say, a, a Lopez Davis fight up at lightweight? I'm interested in seeing them all. Uh, you know, <laughs> all these great fighters, they're not in dull fights, are they? You, of course, you want to see them. You know, I'd love to see all of them. They're top fighters. And in that division now, it's red hot. You know, you've got some very good fighters. But I th I've got a feeling Lopez is going to be around for a long time. Peter, away from obviously Huey and Savannah, who's the fighter that you currently watch and who kind of excites you the most, who you enjoy watching the most and kind of evaluating and seeing how and assessing their performances? Oh, yeah, the fighters that you mentioned, there's all of them. There's a lot of fighters uh, I like to watch. You know, I'm a boxing fan like anybody else and uh, I like to to watch all the top fighters. I like to see the young talent coming through as well. And, um, you know, I, I can't put names on them where one person, you know, I just look at them, you know, there's a lot of good talent out there. Peter, one thing I've, that's just actually come to mind. Um, Frank Warren earlier this week said he'd be happy to make Daniel Dubois versus Alexander Usyk if AJ vacated his WBO title. Um, your thoughts, if that was to happen? Well, you know, on experience and, you know, you've, you've got to say you'd be using hands down. But then again, you've got the size, you've got the power. So, like I said, it's, um, you know, it's not all one-way traffic, you know. Of course he'd have a chance, wouldn't he? He's a big unit to Dubois. And if he comes through this against uh, Joyce, then he's proved his worth. So, yeah, why not? If he's mandatory as well. 
give him his, give him his chance because, like I said, he has got the size advantage, certainly got the power, and uh, all things are possible in boxing. Can't rule out anything in the heavyweight division. Peter, final thing. Um, next weekend, we see Cal Brook versus Terence Crawford over in America. Um, Cal, obviously, without Dominic Ingle in his corner this time round, but what do you make of that fight and how much do you fancy Kelly, if, if at all, um, going into it? I don't know. When there's always politics around fights and, uh, you know, they haven't got the trainers and they've got other people and this and that, I suppose it's, you know, it's a tall order, especially when you're fighting such somebody like who he's up against. So... I don't know. I think he'll put a good fight up, though, because Gelbrook has always been a world-level fighter, hasn't he? So um, I wish him all the very best and I hope he does very well. He's got nothing to lose anyway. I think he'll put up a good fight myself. Peter, I will leave that there now and I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of the day and obviously watch over Huey as he gets ready for his fight on November 21st. Best of luck with that. Obviously, I hope it still all goes ahead and thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. No problem, Andy. Good to see you. <laughs>